Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Some Sends. Welcome to episode six of the second series of this podcast. Today you're joined by myself and a new part-time co-host, Nick Dumoulin. Introduce yourself. Hey dude, how's it going? Yeah, so um, obviously super, super happy to have you uh, be a part of this show. I, I, you've been on ours and you know, you're a producer here at New Era Sends, so uh, it's nice to you know have a little change and come on your podcast for once. Yeah, it's nice to sort of uh, join forces a little bit. So Nick and I met through uh, New Era Sends. It's a, it's a new project started up by a couple friends of ours and uh, we're, we've become pretty good friends uh, with it. And thank, thanks to that. He's yeah. joining, us, joining me on my podcast, and he will be a part-time co-host. What this means is that whenever Alex is not able to join, or if I'm not able to join, Nick can fill up for in one of us. Alex is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Nick is just an added talent onto our roster, if that makes sense. All right. So uh, with that being said, let's get right into the content. So this week, we've got uh, we, the last two weeks. We don't have too, too much to talk about, but there's still a nice little show for you guys. So we'll start off with the Michael Haley signing. That feels like forever ago. It was only two weeks ago. And he signed a one-year 700,000 700, con- uh, two-way contract, which brings him $700,000 in the NHL, $200,000 in the K. Uh, sorry. Something like that. He's making $200,000 in the AHL or something like that. But yeah, yeah. 700K in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. So yeah. And 700 and sorry. And 270 NHL games, he has 687 penalty minutes. That's like <laughs> almost three penalty minutes per game, which is ridiculous. Is, yeah. is that math adding up or am I, am I like not awake yet? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Somewhat. So it seems yeah. close enough. Yeah, in the math I did a little while ago, he averages from I just took all the his penalty minutes per season and averaged them at 82 games. He averages a 208 penalty minutes per season. Yeah, that's which wild. is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your feel, uh, thoughts on this signing? Well, listen, I think we have so much depth that I don't, you know, I don't necessarily know if he'll play in the NHL. Like, I think if he does play in the NHL, that's just taking a roster spot from a young guy. Um, Obviously, you don't want to play your prospects on the fourth line either. So to have a guy be able to play in that role, well, I mean, it's great. And I don't I don't think he's uh, he's worth anything more than just, you know, make sure to protect their our young guys. And I think that's why they grabbed him that, uh, uh, you know, he'll make sure that the other team doesn't really take a run at our, at our young prospects. And he's obviously a good leader as well. There was a little video of him when he was with the sharks, he was mic'd up and um, he was on the bench and, you know, obviously not a big flashy guy, but he's uh, still a very vocal leader on the bench. And that's what I really enjoyed listening to. I could send you a link after we could post. Yeah, it. You should, yeah, you should really send me that. And I'll try to post yeah. it on the podcast episode link. But yeah. yes, it was pretty awesome to hear, though, because I, I never heard of him up until that point. And then, you know, I was really impressed because I didn't even know who this guy was. And he sounded like a, a real leader. So yeah. check it out. See, see, I've heard his name thrown around the NHL multiple times in like in the past. But like I kind of forgot who he was like before you sound mm. like I didn't I heard I hadn't heard him in a while but I like like I like a signing it's I don't think he's going to be a regular NHL player I think he's more of an AHL signing to protect the stars what I think is going to go on this year is that the the uh, most of the prospects will stay in the NHL this year and contend for another playoff run and make the Calder Cup uh, 
playoffs and hopefully win it. I think that's what's going on. I think the mm-hmm. I think the Senators want to give that the young guys some playoff experience, even though it's not NHL, it is AHL. It'll suck. It's going to take a year off their development. It might take a year off their development, or if you look at it the right way, it could give them more experience and more uh, more more time to uh, bolster the game. And I feel that uh, if uh, I feel that it'd be a great idea, honestly, if you bring the core guys all in at once instead of transition. It'd be, de- it'd be definitely a very interesting move. And I think that's what's being considered at, at this point in time. I think yeah. that, uh, yeah, I think that Michael Haley is a guy who will protect those young guys and can play an NHL game here and there if needed. You know, he's a, he's, yeah. he's a guy that can, that we don't need to uh, pass on the waivers if there's an injury and bring him up, play him fourth line, down, fourth line minutes and just send him back down when, uh, when, whenever uh, someone gets back to health, you know, I think yeah. it's, that's what it is there. It's a it's a good point that you make about you know um, I, I do firmly believe that the prospects this year won't all be in Ottawa. Like I just have the sense that you know with the Galchenyuk signing, a uh, few other guys like uh, Brown, Good Branson, uh, just these things, these guys that we brought in, it just goes to show that I don't think they plan on having too many rookies make the team this year, and I you know it's it's gonna be a different year because the virus. Uh, you know, we, we, we might see a Canadian division. It, it won't be business as usual. And I think, you know, they were really hoping for some success in Belleville. And you could see the chemistry really, really building. And, you know, in a down year like this, where we probably won't be too successful in a Canadian division, having them all stay in Belleville and develop that chemistry a bit more and, uh, you know, have more playing time in, uh, you know, against pros and even, you know, bring in other guys. Maybe Lassie Thompson makes an appearance at the end of the year, uh, something like that. But I, I think that's the plan. And, you know, I think they proved it with the Galchenyuk signing. And uh, for me, I, I would only expect uh, Batherson and Stutzla maybe to, to make the team this year. Yeah, I think it's a very fair assessment. I think that, uh, I like... Ideally, everybody would be playing in the NHL this year right now, but I feel like last year was unfinished business with the season being cut short. I really feel that like the original plan was have the guys all come in this year or transitionally come in and start coming in this year. But I feel if the, in unforeseen circumstances we're in right now with this crazy pandemic and crazy year, I think that the, that we're trying to, uh, that the center trying to uh, um, ease the prospects in slowly, but like, also have them create more chemistry in the AHL. So when they do do that transition to the NHL, it's more seamless, you know? Yeah. And I think sure. that, I think that for sure, we're going to see some guys up, up and down the NHL uh, uh, lineup throughout the year. I think that uh, Josh Norris can get some NHL time. I think that, um, that uh, Bathurst can see some NHL time, but if they're not ready, easily throw them back down the NHL, the AHL. For sure. I want to see Drake Bathurst play first line minutes in the NHL, but I want, I only want to see if he's ready to. If he's ready, sure, for for sure. Bring him to the NHL, keep him in the NHL, give give him give him a couple games. And if he's ready, let him take that and run. If not, you know, you can drop him down in the NHL for a little bit longer. And all honest also, all, all these signings that the Sens have been doing, I think it creates more uh, uh, competition, not unhealthy. Like it help, creates a healthy competition. Like we know that this is their team for the future, but for right now, if they're not ready, they're not ready, you know? Yeah, for sure. And um, we'll see what they decide to do. But I know that there's some guys who this is their year to make the NHL. Like I think like Logan Brown last year, um, you know, him and his agent were pretty, uh, pretty out there about the fact that 
you know, uh, they, they weren't agreeing with how the Suns were, were, were developing him. I think there was a little case uh, about that last year. So I'm sure he, he thinks of himself as an NHL-ready, NHL-capable uh, centerman. So yeah. I think for him and guys maybe like Batherson as well, maybe even Formanton, based off, you know, how long he's been in the, in the, in our depth, like I, I just – I just see those guys really trying to make a push and thinking that they belong in the NHL. So I'd be shocked to see if Batherson doesn't get a full-time position. I think he's earned it. Uh, Logan Brown might think he does, but you know, that might not be the actual case because we're so loaded in, in centers right now. And yeah, I think exactly. They don't want to take, they want to take their time with him. So we'll, we'll see dude, but um, it'll be cool to see. I'm really excited, man. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that, uh, that, uh, um, uh, Beth, you mentioned uh, uh, Logan Brown. I think it's very important to mention that he, do, he does have a new agent. He has since yeah. moved on from that agent. I think it's uh, I think uh, uh, that 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 relation there wasn't going very great between his old agent and the Senators. I feel it was time to make a change. And I don't want to compare this to uh, Jesse Pugliarvi at all in Edmonton, but I think it's sort of seeming to be a similar situation where the player is starting to be a little disgruntled, or at least seems disgruntled, and the agent is sort of milking that. I feel like mm. it's. I think that's changing agents is going to help avoid that. Sure, Logan Brown wants to play in the NHL 100%, but I think he has to realize that he has to earn it. And he's played great in the AHL, but like to play in the NHL, he has to beat out the other guys. And I don't know if he's ready to do that yet. And I'm not. Well, I'm not necessarily as high on Logan Brown as other people are. I think he can definitely be a great NHL player, bottom six for me. I think that's his his role there. He's a great mm-hmm. player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's like a top six guy like a lot of people seem to think. Yeah, and I think it's just the potential, you know, when we drafted him and the fact that he hasn't really lived up to that hype so yeah, far yeah. is what is, you know, getting people to think he's a bust. But he's not He's not by no means a, a bust. Like, that guy has, has played very well for Belleville. He, he's done very good. And, he, I, you know, he's been eating those top-line minutes in Belleville and he's, he's been playing, you know, as a big role for that team. And I think... If he can translate that into the NHL, well, then all the best. But he hasn't been so far. So people are so quick to, to, you know, get mad at him. And they're so impatient just because he was a first rounder. And they assume it should be quicker than what it is. But uh, it's not always the case. Um, but like you said, dude, he, he's with a new agent, uh, Jeff Jackson. And actually, fun fact about that. Um, his father, Jeff Brown, played with Jeff Jackson back in uh, the Nordiques uh, in the day. So that's a cool little connection. And we'll see if that does anything different. But I think it, it all falls back on Logan and how much he wants it. And he needs to prove it. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah. let's move on from that. Let's talk about some rumors and trades and all that. So I could have missed something. But from the last, uh, the last, from the last episode, I haven't seen any Otter Senators trades. Have you seen any? No, no, nothing so far. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, let's go on to rumors. For the last month or it feels like me even long, even longer. Ever since free agency opened up, there's been rumors about the Ottawa Senators trying to sign Corey Perry. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it's actually a bit surprising that some of these guys are still on the market. Like I think Hoffman hasn't signed either yet. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, it, the idea of what these players have ahead of this season. Uh, it's interesting to see that the Suns are interested. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of Corey Perry. 
And I do think bringing in another guy that's going to eat up some minutes is still taking away from a spot for, for your rookies, you know? And yes, you could argue that injuries might, you know, help a rookie come in and, and take that spot away. Sure. But at the same time, I, I feel like you need to at least give those rookies a chance and you can't rely on the fact that, okay, these guys are going to be out of the lineup or whatnot. And I think adding Corey Perry would just take away a position for one of our young guys. And I agree, Corey Perry, he's a winner. Uh, he, he's a proven vet in this league. Um, obviously a terrific player as well, but uh, personally, I, I'm not a huge fan. So I have a hard time um, being a fan of the sense wanting to sign him. Uh, just based off my personal view, but um, I could see why he's tempting to these senators and uh, for a lot of sense fans. And honestly, I think I'd grow on the fact that uh, he's a sense and I wouldn't be too mad, but um, I, I just don't, I just wouldn't want to see that happen. Here's my thoughts. Uh, the thing of Corey Perry is why would he want to go to Ottawa? He, like his last year was like, he just, he had just gotten bought out from the Anaheim ducks and uh, um and I feel like um, this year was really his prove that you can still play in the NHL this year. And that's what exactly due to the Dallas Stars. He earned himself – he earned, he proved himself that he can still play in the NHL. He can still be a, a capable player. And I don't feel like playing in the Ottawa Senators lineup is any very beneficial to them. At his age, he wants to win the Stanley Cup. Um, he really wants to – once contend, he almost won the Cup last year. And I feel like um, just having played for the Anaheim Ducks, I don't – like – I guess this is really taking a shot at the ballpark, but if you think of uh, um, um, back in 2007, the Ottawa Senators played against the Anaheim Ducks in the Stanley Cup final. Sure, mm-hmm. like, sure, he wasn't maybe, maybe he wasn't on the team. I don't remember if he was on the team or not, but uh, yeah, no, according to these stats here, he wasn't, but this is, I feel like, uh, I don't really know where I'm going with that. I don't think it's, 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 it's a great match. Just based on, yeah, for the sense, based on his age, based on his um, accolade so far, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's, uh, he's, yeah, great. He's he's done great things in NHL. I just don't feel he really belongs in this rebuilding mindset. I think he belongs as a uh, middle six player on a contending team, ideally a third line scorer, but you can throw him up the lineup if you need to for scoring in case of injuries and all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he did play for the Ducks when they won the cup. Um, I think, yeah, he was drafted in 2003 and it's, yeah, I know he was drafted in 03. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at what, what, was it two oh six oh seven or is it 07, 08? I can't remember. It was, um, oh six oh seven. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. So yeah, I I get what you mean. And you look at the Sens, they want to get bigger. They want to get tougher. They want to get grittier. Like, you've seen this with a few of their signings. And I I don't know, man. Like, how many of those guys do you really need at this point? We have a hell of those guys. Like, we just got Josh Brown. We got Good Branson. These are two tough defenders to play against. Like, these guys are huge, okay? We obviously have Brady Kachuk, um, you know, even 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 our rookies, dude. You bring up Alex Formanton, Drake Batherson. These guys aren't scared to you know shove a guy off the puck and get in the, the dirty areas. You look at Formanton. That guy loves to start stuff, you know, on the ice. He loves to chirp. So um, I just don't know how many more guys you need that are like that. And Corey Perry, you can look at a guy who likes to steer things up. Um, 
that's that's the guy to do it. I just don't see that being a player that the Sens really need. Um, but, you know, who knows? I, I think the Sens are done for the moment, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see because there's still a lot of guys out there. And we did mention Hoffman earlier, and there's a cool little fact about him. He might be signing with a KHL team. So I don't think anybody would have predicted that at the start of free agency. Um, but it, it's cool to see, I guess, that, you know, Hoffman is still a very, very good player and um, opting out to go play in the HL, uh, KHL might be an option for him. That That's pretty interesting. And um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, just going back to Perry, dude, uh, I don't think the Sens are, are going to go that route. Yeah, I feel like uh, you mentioned some really great things there. For example, I feel like, I don't know if you said it exactly, but I feel like you sort of compared Brady Kachuk and Corey Perry. While they're not the exact same player, I think there's definitely a, a warranted uh, uh, discussion that we had. Like uh, Brady Kachuk stirs the pot. He is a very physical player, but he can also score goals and be a very offensive player. And that's exactly what, what Corey Perry is. But while Corey Perry might be a little more dirty, I feel like Corey Perry is a very uh, physical player who can also score a, score a goal. And how many players of that do you need in a re- in like? We already have pretty good Chuck. We now we have Austin Watson. We have uh, we have a lot of mentors. I feel mm. like now we got to start injecting slowly some some uh, some players in the lineup. Sure, it's great to have mentors, but who are the mentors going to mentor? Exactly. Are they mentors or young guys? You know. Yeah, and and like I, the- I like that that you point that out. I think you know what we're lacking right now is skilled players. Yeah. So to have a guy you know like a flashy guy like Stetsla make the team. Or, you know, have a guy like Norris, a bit more skilled, obviously. Um, I think that's great because then you, 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 give, you give the chance to those gritty guys to do their job. Like right now, yeah, they'll still be doing their job. But I think for the most part, they, were, they came onto this team, um, you know, being told that their job is to protect these players. And, I mean, <laughs> you're not really doing your job if these players aren't playing. So, uh, with that being said, I, I, I think the plan is to still have some, some players make the team this year. Maybe not uh, many of them. Um, but we'll we'll see, and uh, I would expect uh, at this point that some of our rookies are, are playing in full time. Yeah, exactly. I feel I feel it's a great thing. And before we move on, I just want to mention that so the, the KHL team that Hoffman might be signing with is like I think it's CSK Moscow or something like that, or SK or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. But also um, uh, another thing is, who would you rather have, a Corey Perry or an Anthony Duclair? Ten times out of ten, Anthony Duclair. Yeah. Exactly. So with that being said, let's move on. Let's talk about the reverse retro jerseys. So on November 16th, every single team in the NHL revealed the reverse retro uh, jersey. So with the reverse retro jerseys, for those who don't know what they are, is a spin on the past remix for the future. Basically what they did is they took an old jersey from from a team and they changed it up and reversed it in a way to make it different, to make it new. For example, the Senators, they took the 1992 jerseys but they flop the colors around. And I think it's a really, really, really nice look. And if you, for those who feel that uh, they're too, too similar to the new jerseys, I'll counter with this. The reverse retro jerseys have been in the making for a good two years now. And two years ago, who was the CEO of the Senators? Tom Anselmi. His project was to rebrand. As, as what it looked like, the Senators were looking to go with a O logo. Like if you look at the, Winter Classic jersey of the last time we went to play Winter Classics in Montreal, or if you look at the uh, the 
2011-2017 alternates. That was going to be the uh, a look at the future look that the Senators were going to do under Tom Anselmi. And, of course, he's not part of the team anymore. And the new... The, back, the, the, the new 2D jerseys have been only been in the mix for a couple of months now. So it's the reverse retro jerseys have been in the making since a lot longer. So it's not very, they, they weren't copying new jerseys. And I don't think the, 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 the new jerseys were copying the reverse retros. I think it's just um, something that complemented each other, if you will. Yeah. And uh, I mean, look, normally I would have something to complain about. But this year, we were blessed with the return of the 2D and obviously two jerseys, which is incredible. And now a third, which is obviously unbelievable, because if you asked me last year, um, you know, I, I would be like, yeah, th- there's probably no way that this is going to happen. As a sense fan, you're, you're probably just uh, destined to believe um, the worst of it all. But uh, yeah, we were blessed with great jerseys and. Uh, the logo making a return. So I don't really have much to complain just because I'm not going to play that card. But at the same time, like um, I I do wish they might've done a few things different with the reverse retro, maybe add a little bit more white or, you know, uh, we used to have our away Jersey with the black sleeves. Um, I'd like to see like a a different version of that. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe the black sleeves on the red jersey with a little bit of white outline. I I did see a few um, mock-ups of that, and they look really, really cool. Um, But I'm not going to complain, dude. They they look awesome. I love that they brought back the uh, red 2D logo, the original logo, and with the shiny gold on there. Um, It's sweet, and I, (laughs) you know, they're doing their job just by by the fact that I'm going to still get one. And I'm so, I I mean, I think that's the case for a lot of people. I mean, they can complain all they want, but they're still going to go out and buy it. So, I mean, who's really winning here? And I think the Suns really know that uh, they did a good job regardless. And I'm happy, dude. Yeah, exactly. I really, really like the reverse retro jerseys. Like, I feel like, sure, they're similar to New Jersey's, but it was unintentional. I think it's it's just, we got three great-looking jerseys in the same offseason. We got the new home jerseys, we got the new away jerseys, and we got the reverse retro jerseys. And who knows? I think, actually, these might be, a, like, a, a long-term alternate jersey for Senators. They're super, super nice, and they're very sleek. And in my opinion, they're one of the better, the best-executed reverse retro jerseys in the NHL. I, while, I might be being, while I might be biased as a Sens fan, I'm really a big fan of these jerseys. Before we move on to uh, the other home jerseys, we're going to review that because mine came in. What are your what is your top three and bottom three reverse retro jerseys? So, okay. So my bottom three, the ones that I'm pretty disappointed with would be the New York Islanders, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Dallas Stars. No, no, like, okay, okay. The reverse retros, like, overall, the jerseys are, are awesome. I love the jerseys for every single team. And that's not to knock on those three teams because I, I still really enjoy the Islanders jersey. I just don't think, you know, it's retro enough or they didn't do enough with it. Same thing with Detroit. But I, I do understand Detroit is very limited. They only have two colors to play with and so many designs to um, incorporate. So um, obviously there's not much they could have done. And I understand that they still work. Uh, but uh, I think for a lot of people, they're just underwhelmed and, you know, a little bit more creativity could have, could have gone a long way. Um, but uh, those are my bottom three. My top three 
would definitely be Washington number one. I really do, really do enjoy their jerseys. Like I, I love that jersey back in the day. Uh, it gives me throwback OV vibes. But I, I love the fact that they incorporated their uh, their original color, their their colors, um, their modern day colors. And I love the red and the white and the blue. I think it works well with uh, that logo. And um, yeah, so I would put the Capitals number one. My second favorite would probably be LA. I love the those jerseys in that color. I think LA should go back to those colors full time. Uh, I've talked to a few LA fans, and you know they agree with that as well. I think a lot of people want to see that, but I think um, it's because the Lakers are so similar, right? But if you if you remember, the Lakers took those colors from LA from the Kings. The Kings had those first, so I mean. I would love for them to go back to those colors just because that's, for me, that's vintage LA and that makes them so much more cooler. Um, and my, th- my third favorite. Um, yeah. Th- that's a tough one because I know this one, a lot of people aren't a fan of, um, but I do really, really enjoy the Anaheim ducks. Uh, I love the font on the back and I think that's, that's really cool. Um, maybe a little bit more color um, would have been, cool to see but I, I'm a fan of that and I can't wait to see them in a full uniform on the ice but it, it's just so different than everybody else um, and I think nobody has a jersey like that maybe Arizona with the their new reverse retros and the the, the cactus at the bottom and stuff it's it's a little bit more uh, playful I guess but I do I do really enjoy the Anaheim Ducks jerseys and uh, you know what that's my opinion people may disagree but uh, that's fine I like your ranking there. I, I missed uh, the one of the three teams for the bottom bottom three because I was actually going to grab my, my, my sense jersey for review after this. But um, I'm going to go with my bottom three. My bottom three are the Detroit – in no particular order. The, the, the Detroit Red Wings, the New York Islanders, and um, – there's one more. One sec. And the uh, – what were yours again? Oh, I had Detroit, New York Islanders, and uh, Dallas Stars. But I would. Oh, yeah, Winnipeg would, Jets. That's okay. it, Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could have yeah. done a lot yeah. more with that. Like, they're not bad, don't get me wrong, but like, they're, they don't scream reverse retro to me. They're super nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, like, they're not, they go back to the old logo for sure, but they, like, it's just, it's a little too uh, plain for me. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. Like, I don't hate the jersey, but it's just so many jerseys were so well executed, in my opinion. I just feel. Um, it's I had to rank one at the bottom three, and that's that's one for me. For example, like yeah. if you look at uh, um, um, Columbus's, I like the I like that they switched the, the the red and the blue. I really like that. It's nice. And the New York New York Islanders, it's 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 not that it's not an issue. It's just it's way too similar to their current homes. It's 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 not a bad jersey at all. It'd be a nice home jersey, but it doesn't. It's just not not retro at all. Surely it went mm-hmm. for the back when they were dom- when we were dominant look look, but like. At least do a different logo, you know. It's just, they yeah. had so many different jerseys in their past, and I feel like New York Islanders is known for ugly jerseys. Bring one of those ugly jerseys back, just for the sake of bringing it back, you know. Mm. Like embrace your look, you know. Yeah. And uh, I really like the uh, I really like that that the um, like I like the thought of having that. It's it, like that jersey is not a not an ugly jersey. It's just it's too similar to your home jersey. Yeah. Winnipeg Jets. I love that logo. I like the colors. I just feel like the logo is a little blends a little too much into the jersey. But other than that, that's that's my opinion on the Winnipeg Jets jersey. 
and for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. It's like it's it's I don't hate the jersey itself. Like it's, it's 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 a very very plain jersey, and like they were limited with what they were able to do. But like I feel like they could have done something else. Like if you took the old jerseys with the like the D instead of the the logo, I think they could have done something like that. It's just it's not a it's not a bad jersey, but it's too simple. I like the jersey itself, but not for a first jersey. I would use that as an away jersey. Like I mentioned on the new Arisons podcast that uh, that it is a nice jersey as an away jersey because it's not white. It's not too simple. It's gray. I feel if they incorporated that into an away jersey, it'd be super nice. That's mm-hmm. my thoughts on that. Yeah. And uh, for my top three, I'm going to go um, – I. My list, my list changed constantly. I know I gave a different list on a new AeroSense podcast, but so many jerseys are so nice. I'm going to go with um, the New York Rangers, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Ottawa Senators. Mm. I know I'm very biased seeing the Ottawa Senators jerseys are out of best, but just I love them so much. Like, there's so many great jerseys. I really like the Vancouver jersey. I like the Colorado jersey yep. a lot. I love that one a lot. I really like the Anaheim jersey, too. The Vegas Golden Knights is really nice in my opinion. I love the Calgary Flames jersey and everything. I like there's so many nice jerseys, but for for me, the Sens, the Montreal Canadiens, and the New York Rangers stick out the most to me. I love the Lady Liberty logo. I love that look. It's a very very nice blue. Same thing for Montreal Canadiens. I like that they that that, that they switch the colors around. Like the Montreal Canadiens are very limited in what they do because they've always had the same jerseys pretty much, right? So yeah. it's, I like that I like that they just flip the colors. That's super nice. And the Sens jerseys, I just fell in love with. Like it's it's so nice. Yeah, and I think my opinion is also going to change once I, I see them in person and on the ice, full geared. Um, so there's still time uh, for that. But, um, yeah, interesting choices. And I think, you know, a lot of people will agree with you as well. And uh, it, it's so crazy because everybody I've talked to you about the reverse retros, they all have different opinions. So, I mean, you, there's not one that really stinks. You know, maybe there's a couple that many, many people don't like. But I think overall... Um, the opinions are so well received and I think it's easy for a lot of people to have different top threes. And uh, I think that's, that's a good thing for the NHL, Um, you know, having people, you know, be a fan of different jerseys and, you know, buying different jerseys from different teams. Like uh, for me, I'd personally buy an LA Kings jersey, no problem. Um, You know, so I I think that's, that's great. And I think it's, it's a good thing for the future of the NHL to have, uh, you know, people, you know pay attention to other teams and such yeah exactly i like like so many jerseys are so well executed i'm probably gonna buy a couple jerseys at some point they're 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 really nice i'm gonna definitely be buying the senator's jersey i'll probably get stu's law on that one i like the la one i might buy that one i really also love the colorado one i might get a mckinnon one for that and um yeah uh let's move on to actually reviewing my new jersey the uh the um the 2D home jersey. Did you get one yet or no, not yet? No. So I asked that for Christmas from my, my parents, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I don't really know what I want, but uh, those came out on time and uh, you know, that was a pretty uh, easy decision. So fair enough. Yeah. going to get that. I think. So I'm going to review the Jersey really quickly. Um, are you able to turn your video on really quick so you can take a look? Actually my, my camera's not working. So never mind on that. Um, so I like, so look in the jersey here. Pros, I love the black, like the black uh, background. It's super nice. I like the, I like the, like the feel of the logo. It doesn't feel cheap at all. It's nice and embroidered on nicely. Um, I got Kachuk on it. 
Uh, I really like the player font, the name on the back. I like the look of the numbers on the back. On the mm-hmm. on the sides, the numbers look a little um, printed to me, but that's just that's one little thing I'm not too fond of. I like the uh, the collar on it. I love the logos. I like everything. I, I love everything about this jersey except for the numbers on the side of the shirt. That's you know that's my only criticism. Yeah, and I mean Adidas makes really really good jerseys, so um, obviously the the quality is going to be there. Um, but first, first thought, just looking at the new jerseys, I am in awe like that. That's my favorite Jersey. That's my childhood. That's, that's everything I've ever wanted, but, um, I am a bit upset that they didn't keep the red 2d logo with the, the, the Cape there. I would have loved to see that. I mean, I do like the gold. It's a little touch of modern and, you know, a little bit of change. Um, but I, I think the sense don't use enough gold to, you know, add that on their on their logo in such a prominent way. I mean, it's not a big difference, but I think for a lot of sense fans, it, it is a minor detail that a lot of them would have liked to see, um, you know, stay. I would have loved to see the red and, you know, the the original gold on there that we see in our reverse retro. Uh, it's a little different, too. Um, but overall, I, I'm a huge fan and I can't wait to see it myself. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's it's really nice. I really hope you do get the jersey eventually because it's, in my opinion, the nicest jersey in the NHL right now. Of course, yeah. I'm very biased as a Sens fan. Like I'm in love with the jersey, and I will take this moment to add that I never really hated the old, the old now 3D jersey. I really like the logo. It just the two the 2D logo is 100% superior to the 3D. I don't hate the 3D. I really like the 3D. I like the jersey. I like the look of the jerseys too. I understand. It, not everyone felt that way, but I just really liked it. <laughs> mm. I'm pulling a card out of Alex books, uh, Alex's book, and I'm being very, very optimistic here. <laughs> it's nice to be a Sense fan. Yeah. And on that, uh, let's move on to our next topic. Stutzla, Timmy Stutzla is skating now. And it's, uh, this happened, I think, last week or week before, but he's finally skating and he's coming back from injury and he is going to be playing for uh, team Germany for the world junior cup. He was added to the uh, 27 man uh, preliminary roster. I think it was. And, and I think it's great for his development. And there's also uh, there's been videos of Timmy Stutzla, the little, the little documentary, the 24 hours before being drafted and stuff like yeah. that. But you want to comment on that? Cause I, I actually haven't seen the videos yet. I haven't had the time to, I've been just so busy <laughs> I have well, to get watching them. Hey, look, first of all, the videos is awesome. And I think, you know, a big takeaway from it is that there's, there's a lot of memes that you could use from that video. But uh, um, on the other hand, it, it was a cool look, I think, for a lot of Sense fans who who want to learn a little bit about Timmy. Uh, he is from Europe, right? So a lot of Sense fans here, they, they've just seen highlights on YouTube. They don't know much about him other than, you know, his world junior appearance and um, his his YouTube highlights, right? So, um, getting a, a in depth look of him it, just on on a regular day. Um, obviously, it's the NHL draft, but seeing him with his family, um, how he is at home and with his teammates, I think that was a a really nice look, and I think it, it gave a little bit of an understanding to a lot of fans who who don't really know his personality that much. And obviously, he seems like a great kid, and he's a proven winner. He wants to win. He, um, you know. His teammates said like that guy he comes in and he practices super hard and um what a great kid to have on your team you know and they all said that they'd be upset 
that he's leaving. And his mom said, um, yeah, it's nice to share the NHL draft day with all the friends and, and teammates and such. But uh, it, it is like a mark of goodbye here. Like Timmy's getting drafted and all of his teammates in Manhattan are here. Um, so that's pretty much a, a, a saying like, okay, this is the next step for him. So I, I think the plan is for him to still play in the NHL. And I got those vibes from watching that video. He, he does seem to really want to play here. Um, so I, I hope contract talks are, are going along. Obviously, they still have to release a, um, get a release from Mannheim for him to come sign here. Uh, I, I think that's the plan, though, and I don't necessarily see him playing the World Juniors if Sens uh, open their camp a bit earlier than that. I think the plan would be for him to come here. Uh, he has been skating, right? So, like you said, uh, he's going to get better, and, um, you know, it's all about getting back in shape and being on the ice and making sure that hand is well-rested. But I would put a bet that he he's in the, the camp for the Sens and he, he makes a team out of the first night. So, um, yeah, man, you should really watch that video. I think you, you'd really enjoy uh, getting that, that view of him on draft day. Yeah, I'll be for sure watching that video as soon as I'm done recording and editing this podcast. I just haven't had any time yet. But, yeah, I feel that, uh, that you, you really said a lot of great things about Stutzler there. I think Stutzler is the franchise player for the other centers. I love Thomas Schwab and I love Brady Kachuk. They're going to yeah. be the leaders. But I think the face of the franchise is now Timmy Stutzler. He might be – he will be the best player on the team and probably once it's all said and done, he will line up to be one of the greatest senators in franchise history. Is hey, that too much high price for an 18 year old? Maybe, but I'm just being extremely optimistic here. I am a big fan of Team Superstar, and I will be buying his jersey the second I can. I oh, love yeah. and and I love the point that you make that he he's the face of the franchise. But you know what, dude? This is the take that I have: is that we drafted Shabbat what 18 18th overall? Yeah, 18th overall, 20. Exactly, and look at him. He he's the face of our franchise at the moment. Oh, I, for I sure, he's, he's our best here. defenseman. Exactly, and will be probably one of the best players so, on the team for a long time. So. I, I love the fact that, yeah, Timmy, you know, high draft pick, you could argue that he'll for sure be the next franchise player for us. But we've been so good at drafting that I am not surprised that one of these guys that we'll pick up, maybe, you know, even further down the line in the next few drafts, that some guy could take that spotlight from Stusla. And it's not to knock on him because he's a terrific player, but uh, it's just to say that these these kids work so hard, dude. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, we, we grabbed another one of those guys. And it, especially if you look at it in the sense that we're playing in a Canadian division next year, um, we might not, you know, have the best year. And we might, comparable to the other Canadian teams, I just don't see the sense being that much better. And I don't see them finishing at the, the top of the standings um, in a Canadian division. So... With that being said, if we, if we finish, you know, bottom of that division and, you know, we go into another draft and I, I don't know how that'll work, but we, we ended up getting a, another high draft pick next year. Well, that's another kid that you bring in on the team that's, that's you know, high potential. Um, you know, I, I that guy could very much end up being our, our next potential guy, right? And we also have Jake Sanderson to pick later that he still has time to make the team and, and prove himself to be the guy, right? So I don't know, man, but I think it, it, we have so much superstar, uh, superstar guys making the team and, and, you know, our young prospects and young players um, really all have the chance to shine and be that guy for us. And it's so exciting to be a Sense fan and seeing all that. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, you said you hit the nail on the head. Like we're gonna, we, the centers have been extremely great at drafting. There's been a lot of great players, and that's not not to take away anything against Thomas Chabot, Brady Kachuk, even Drake Batherson. Drake Batherson was a very late round pick, and I think he's, oh, I love that pick more and more every day it comes by. Oh yeah. I think uh, how it lines up, honestly, the first line of the future for me right now is Brady Kachuk, Timmy Stutzla, and Batherson on the first line. That's what it's looking at like right now. Yeah. Nah, that's going to be such a great lineup, man. And if you look at Ridley Gregg, I think Ridley Gregg, but you know, he might not be a top six player in the NHL, but he's going to be a perfect bottom six guy who can play up and down the lineup. I can, I have very, I compare him to, uh, to like not necessarily his play style, but like his use, usability, versatility to uh, John Campbell and Pejul, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. And that's what I would, you yeah. know, hope to see from him anyway. Now, that would be perfect. And I think JG is, is a very valuable player in the NHL that, you know, a lot of pe- uh, a lot of people wish they had in, in terms of where you can rotate him and line up and his role that he play, and if and if Ridley can play anything uh, close to that level, I think that's a, that's a great pickup for us, a great player to have in the long run for sure. All right, so let's move on to uh, the the Senators in the farm segment. Um, there's going to be. Uh, um, We'll talk about a couple of little prospects here. Usually, this pro- this segment is handed off to my co-host Alex Longua, but he's not able to join us today because work work happens, life happens. It's okay. So I will attempt to discuss these prospects a little bit. Before I start, I'm gonna um, say that I'm not the biggest prospect guy, and um, and I will just uh, say that say that right away. I'm just gonna wrap their stats and I've seen a couple of clips on Twitter thanks to Sense Prospects. If you don't know who he is, please follow him. He's a great resource. He's amazing. He makes it so easy to keep track of Senators prospects. Follow him up if you haven't done so already. He's great. Anyways, um I'll be talking about Eric Brandstrom, Mer- Levi Marilinen, Vitaly Abramov, and Rabbi Arventi. So Rabbi Arventi was selected as the 33rd overall pick of this year's draft, second round. And with Elvis so far, he's played 17 games and he has seven goals and seven assists for 12 points. If I remember correctly, I just thought a little thing I had here. I really find it funny that he hasn't celebrated a single goal yet. Mm-hmm. I find it really, really funny. I don't really know what's behind that, but I find it funny. Some people <laughs> might say it you know, shows a lack of character, but no, I think it's his look. I think it's his thing, just not celebrate. So Scoring, scoring goals is my thing. I'm going to do it. Don't even celebrate. You know, I think that's what, that's what I think that's what he's thinking of, you know? And especially and, at that age, right? You'd assume that it's a, it's a huge thing for him. And uh, I guess it just shows that he's more humble than anything else. Yeah, too. exactly. Exactly. I think it's uh, like he's going to be a great player. I'm not too sure uh, if he is always going to keep playing with this. It is stir- still just the start of the season. And um, I don't know if it's going to continue, but I'm very – I'm very optimistic when it comes to W. Arventi. I don't know what his projection for the NHL is. As I said, I'm not the biggest prospect guy. That is Alex's job there. But I like I like to see him in the Ottawa in the Ottawa Senators in in the years coming. You know, mm. let's move on to Vitaly Abramov. So Vitaly Abramov is playing with the Jukerit of the Liga, and if I remember correctly, they are the last place team in that league. And uh, Vitaly Abramov is. Uh, if I'm right, he's injured right now. Whatever's yeah. going on, he hasn't played a lot of games. He has six six games played, seven points, five goals, two assists. So he's above point per game. I don't know what's going on if he's injured or whatever, but he's not playing right now. Yeah, he, he's injured. Um, 
I'll, I'll find it. You can keep talking. I'll let you know what it is. Yeah, sounds good. So, uh, Vitaly Abramov, we acquired him in one, I, one of the two create trades of Columbus is either the Matthew Sheen trade or the Ryan Zingle trade. Anyway, so those trades happens in the same 48 hours. So, in my eyes, they're the same trade. So, he, he was acquired in that trade. And um, he's been great in Belleville. He's been great in auto, in in, um, in La Liga so far. And um, I think that he is a very, very underestimated prospect. I saw a Twitter thread a couple of days ago of someone asking, um, who are you high on and who are you low on for sense prospects? And uh, Vitaly Abramov is one of those guys I'm very, very high on. I think he's uh, ideally, uh, uh, I think he projects to be a, top six winger he's a he's a sniper who can score goals and also pass the puck but his um i like his his play style he's uh, a little older i think he's 21 or 22 if you want to call that old whatever but uh, i think he's going to be playing in the nhl sooner rather than later i think he slots in as the second line left winger of the future behind brady kachuk i think the second line left winger is up for grabs between him and alex fermented one of the two hmm. did you find out if what, what he's injured no, no. It's uh, I looked at Sense Prospects' uh, post, and there wasn't anything to ah. indicate his injury, but uh, it might it might be minor. Yeah, I think it's just uh, whatever whatever's happened. I hope he's okay. I hope he has a speedy recovery. Whatever yeah. it is, I hope he's okay for sure. But now let's move on to Eric Brandstrom. In eight games, for whatever reason, I don't have marked down where he's playing, but he has two goals and four assists for six points. That's pretty good for a defenseman. That's pretty damn good. He's in the uh, Swiss league. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah, Eric Brandstrom is, uh, was acquired in a Mark Stone trade a couple of years back. And uh, sure, it sucks we lost Mark Stone, but I'm very happy with Eric Brandstrom. Brandstrom is a great guy. And those people who are saying he's a bust, he's not a bust. He's only 21 years old. Give him some damn time. You know, defensemen take a little longer to, uh, to acclimate to the NHL. And I feel like he's used to playing in a bigger ice service up in, uh, up in Europe. And it's, 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 transitioning from the bigger ice surface to a smaller ice surface over here in North America. I think that's his big problem. He's used to having that a lot of extra space in his game. He's, he's used to using his space to his advantage to create plays. And now that he doesn't have as much space, it's a little harder for him. But I think as time goes on, he's going to adjust to that and be a great player for the other senators. As for his potential, part of me wants to say, I want him, I want him to be next Bobby or, but that's not really realistic to ask. He's, he's uh, I think he's ide- ideally going to slot in as a second, second pair of defensemen for all senators. Sure. I'd love to play with Thomas Schwab in the first pair, but you don't want two offensive defensemen playing on the same pair. It just creates too many holes defensively. So I think if you want to spread the goal scoring, spread the depth, you have Thomas Schwab in the first pair, Eric Branstrom in the second pair. Mm-hmm. Eric Branstrom with paired with a guy, like if you play Eric Branstrom on his offside, on the, on the right side, like he wants to play. Imagine him playing with Jake Sanderson. That That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That would be a hell of a pairing. What are your thoughts on Brandstrom? Yeah, and I, I we all had high hopes for him too, right? And I think, you know, a lot of Sense fans all had this idea of uh, he'd come in here and be, you know, that flashy defenseman, that Eric Carlson clone, because that's what people said. Um but no, dude, like everybody develops at a different pace. And um, yeah, okay, he's played in the NHL and he's, he's had sort of a bump in the road, uh, but he's doing really well. And I think at the end of the year, you started to see him pick up and uh, he's, he's picking up right where he left off last year. And this year he's, he's doing really well. He's, so he's playing with the SCL uh, lines in the Swiss League. Um, so 
you know, he's doing he's doing well. And the Swiss League, it's not sorry, the SEL Tigers. It's not the same competition than it is in the NHL and the AHL. But I think for him playing a bigger role on that team, I think that's a good, you know, case for him to, you know, get better ahead of training camp and really get in shape uh, in order to make the team here. Um, but uh, I'm not ready to give up on him. I still see a lot of quality and uh, potential in Eric Bansham. And I think if you put him with a guy, um, you know, that makes it safe for him to do the pinches. You put him with a guy who's more defensive, like Jake Sanderson, he gets to play the game that he really wants to play. And Branstrom loves to join the rush. He loves to go in deep and he, you know, he loves to pinch. So, I mean, a lot of times you'll see Eric Branstrom get, you know, get beats or, or get sidelined because he, he's so he's so much in the play. He loves to stay candle the puck. He loves to bring the puck in and carry it. But you put him with a guy like Jake Henderson, a guy who will stay back, cover him, a defensive guy who will be there, you know, to, to cover his mistakes. I think it'll put a bit more trust on Sanderson, uh, on Brandstrom to um, be able to make those those plays. And I think that's what the Sens want from him. He's an offensive guy. He can really create some things for us. Like you, you look at him, he's a smaller defenseman. He plays really skilled. And um, yeah, I, I think it's all about finding the right pairing for him and having the right time as well for him to, to, to come into the league and, you know, play well but look at the team we've had we haven't had a good defense uh last year and we didn't have a good team in general so Brandstrom wasn't able to perform to his abilities here um but I think on a good team having a guy like that is very valuable and um yeah man I'm I'm super excited and uh, you know obviously it sucks to give up Mark Stone for him but um I think it'll pay off for us in the long run Oh, for sure. I think it's it's definitely a great uh, great uh, analysis there. I think uh, Branstrom is an, an elite offensive guy who's going to definitely do great things in the NHL. I just feel like we have to give him more time. And on that note, let's talk about Levi Marilinen. Mm-hmm. Levi, Levi Marilinen was drafted uh, this year in the third round, 71st overall, and he has played like an absolute god. I oh, think yeah. that I think that are, uh, after you're drafted, Trent Mann or someone said that it's great to draft at least one goalie every draft, so you don't uh, not necessarily drown out the other guys, but you create a healthy competition. I think that Levi Marilyn provides that exact competition. Like right now, uh, prospects wise, goalies we have off the top of my head: Philip Gustafson, Joey Decord, Marcus Hogberg, uh, Mad Sugard. Uh, who else are we, do we have? Am I forgetting anybody? Kevin Mandelisi. Yeah. And yeah, you, you've mentioned Gustafson, right? Yeah. yeah he's oh, first generation. I think all these guys are definite future number one possibilities, but I think Levi Marilyn raises those stakes. Enormously, yeah. You know, and it's still, it's so early to tell, right? Yeah, he's exactly. still very, very young. And you've seen this with uh, Gustafson, you know, he, yeah, he was a highly touted yeah. goalie at a, at a younger age. And as time, as time went on, he sort of struggled here in, in Belleville and he hasn't, you know, played to the abilities. I think the Suns hope to see from him. So, I mean, there's a case that things might change uh, through the course of the year, but he's already playing against, you know, he's playing against men. Um, I think he got promoted, right? So, I mean, he'll, he'll be playing against better competition too. And he, he's been lights out. And I, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, Dad, you know, I'm pretty mainstream. I, I do watch a lot of TSN. And obviously this guy was not on any of the, the draft boards. and or, or he wasn't projected so high anyway. 
But I think, you know, this, the Sens are so deep in scouting. Uh, we've seen this with the Yarventi pick and another guy, which I, there was better options at the board at the time, but definitely proved us wrong. So I think having a goalie like that just do the exact same thing. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad, dude. And uh, if anything, you know, I'd love to see a shot at, at, at our different goalies try to compete for a top spot in our lineup, uh, get that second goalie for to start. I don't know, but I'm, I'm a fan of him and I'd love to keep an eye on him and, and see how his development goes. But uh, good signs all around. And if, if he can keep this up, then then, yeah, we have a terrific goalie in our system. Oh, for sure. I think uh, I think uh, every draft uh, has a for the centers has a what seems to be questionable at the time, but pays off in the future. The first one I can think of is back when Eric Carlson was drafted. He was drafted at 15 to overall in 2008, and people literally said, "Who? Look at him now." Yeah, you know, it's another guy you can think of. I'm if I don't if I remember correctly, Colin White was not one of those picks who seemed to be a little controversial. I don't remember for sure. Yeah, like, I feel like he was a little comfortable at the time. Controversial at the time. Now he's one of our core players. You know what? What I remember from that was that because Travis Konechny was still on the board. Yeah, exactly. And Ottawa 67s guy. A lot of people were were really hoping for him because they were all a fan of him when he did play here. Um, but when we ended up taking Colin White ahead and he, you know, he didn't have the same stats or whatnot, people were disappointed because there was still um, obviously better players on the board. And, and you look at it like you look at Jake DeBrus maybe and even and Travis Konechny, uh, those guys are terrific players, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, you do this all the time. Like scouts do this all the time. They take the best player that they believe – uh, will fit in their lineup. And I think Colin White is still so early to tell. People develop different. Yeah, I love him too. Big I really Colin White do. fan. Oh, yeah. I really like the guy. I think he's definitely going to be a, a top six. Some people see him as a center. Some people see him as a winger. For now, I see him as a, as a center, but I think he's going to translate to the wing as guys start coming in. Yeah. 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 I really I like him. Really, really so, like we're so deep in our centers that, you know, I don't really see him be, be a center long-term, but then again, if you put him on the wing, then you're bumping another spot that one of our young guys could be taking. But I think what's smart is that most of our rookies, you know, we always assume that they're going to pan out to their potential, but that's not always the case. And a lot of teams, and we see this often is that these rookies, you know, they, they, they either don't develop or, or they're bust. And I'm not saying that our rookies will be, but I'm saying eventually some some guys are going to start edging other guys out of the lineup, and I think that's just because of who deserves it more. And I think Colin White is is a secure guy in our lineup. Like he he got that big contract, and I think you know meshes well in the room, and he's still a very good player. I think you put him with good players on his line or on the team, and he does better. And I think that's that's what it takes for him just just to be around great players. So um, story's not. Uh, done with him I, I don't think and I'm very excited to see how he uh, progresses yeah exactly so that's a great fair assessment and let's move on from that I'll talk about now uh yeah I think uh Milan is a great player I've mentioned his stats at in the U, U20 for I'm not going to try to pronounce that team name I'm going to butcher it he's played 12 games so far he has uh he has a 2.0 goals against average and a 0.925 save percentage godly numbers he was promoted to carpet of the liga no mm. games played it i think he might have been dropped down but i'm not too sure but yeah he is a great goalie this year and i'd love to see him what's he what he can do next, next oh yeah yeah for sure well said 
Yeah. Moving on now. Um, let's ask you. Uh, so I was going to have a guest on, and unfortunately he was not able to, to, to come on today due to uh, uh, other reasons. Stuff happens. Life happens. It's okay. I'll have him on at some other point. But I'd prepare some questions, and I'd like to ask you these questions instead. Is that all right, Is that all right Nick? Oh, sure, man. Why not? All right. Perfect. So it's first. Uh, Nick and I, we met through NES, as I mentioned earlier. But I want to know. Why the sense? What is your original story to being an auto senators fan? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, um, well, obviously, I was a kid and I was born in the sense we're already a team, right? So, um, uh, my dad, uh, his, his father was a, was a Leafs fan, and um, you know, he was never a fan of the Leafs, I don't think. Like back in the day, there wasn't any sense, right? So he, he wasn't a huge fan of the Leafs just because uh, he, he's seen the, the rivalry between them and Montreal, and he, he just never quite liked the Leafs. Um, obviously, we're from Ottawa, right? So when the Sands did come into the league, it wasn't a hard decision for my my dad to make to, to become a, a Sands fan. He, he was a season ticket holder for, for quite some time. And um, yeah, so when, when I was a kid, ever since I've been, I don't know, four years old, I, I've been watching games with my dad on the TV. Uh, I wouldn't miss one, you know, and I just got super invested and my dad would, would teach me the game. He would teach me the players and it, it comes back to the jerseys, I think, as well. I was so amazed by those sense jerseys as a kid and I love the colors and to this day, you know. Uh, not, up until I think two, three years ago, my room was painted red, black, and, and white. So, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, it started with my dad watching games on TV and going to see games uh, in person, I think, also maybe fall in love with the Sens a bit more. Um, but also having players like Alfie, um, Spezza, Heatley over the years and seeing them with their, their success and going to the Stanley Cup Finals, that was so appalling to me to be uh, a sense fan. And I loved the fact that they were a great team and it wasn't a hard decision to make. Um, usually you hop on a bandwagon, right? If you choose a team and that was a, a very good team back then. So for me, yeah, it was an easy decision to make and having the fact that I get to go watch games in person was all the better for sure. Sorry, I realized I was muted there. I, I I like that story a lot. It's it's um every every different sense fan has a different story. And I like your story. It's yours. <laughs> you were raised to be you you were raised into the hockey hockey culture, and I really like. Oh that. yeah, you know it's 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 pretty cool. Like, I uh, I have a different story. I've mentioned it before. I'm not going to mention it right now to save time. But uh, um basically, I found hockey myself basically, and I like that yeah. that you had an introduction for your family, and that's super mm -hmm. nice. Uh, now um out of any player in the NHL. Who would you want in the Senators and why? You have two picks. One realistic, one realistic pick and one out of the ballpark pick. Anybody else? Hmm. Okay. Well, look, out of the ballpark, I mean, you could pick anybody, right? But uh, it's a player we had before, and it's someone, uh, my favorite player, uh, someone I, I would love to see back on the Sens, and that's Mark Stone. I know it's never going to happen, but um, – uh, I think he was just so such a, a great player for us in Ottawa. And I think he, he's so underrated uh, throughout the league. You don't have a guy like that so, so often. Right. And I think we, we sort of fumbled it there, but um, I'd love to see him back on the Sens. It'll probably never happen, but um, that's my guy. Uh, I think the Sens would be way better off with Mark Stone in their lineup. 
Um, but yeah, realistic guy. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, hmm. uh, to be honest with you, I would probably end up. Hmm. I don't know here. Maybe. Okay. Maybe this is sort of unrealistic, but I, I'd love to see it. Um, come to fruition but uh, a guy like Claude Giroux maybe later in his career um, it, he's a guy from Ottawa uh, obviously he he comes back here in the summer and he he trains and such but I think he would be a great fit um, later on in his career if uh, if the Phila, if the Flyers don't want to keep him around um, great vet and I think uh, having those ties to Ottawa like if you I, I've spoke to Giroux before I've seen him around because he lives in Orleans I've seen him at the store that guy is, is the embodiment of a pro like that guy really works hard um, you, you talk to him and you get the sense that you know this is the real deal this is what you aspire to be um, obviously you know Claude Giroux he, he graduated from my high school as well so I've always been a, a fan of his and I think, you know, realistically, at the end of his career, if you wanted to sign somewhere, I think Ottawa would be a, a great choice for him, um, especially with our young guys. I think having a guy like that, you, you can't go wrong with that in your lineup. So realistically, it, it might never happen, but uh, you never know who, who comes out in the market. You look at Joe Thornton, he's, he's gone to Toronto. You never would have thought his hometown, right? So maybe a guy like Claude Giroux would, would do the same at, at the end of his career. And maybe by that time, the Sens are contending to win a cup and that might be um, tempting for him to come and play for, right? So we'll see, dude, but I'd love to see that. That's a great, uh, that's a great uh, 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 thought there. I, th- I would love to see, yeah, that's, I would love to see Mark Stone, Brigitte Chuck, and Timmy Stutzla. That'd be a hell of a lineup. And I'm a big fan of Claude Giroux too. I love Claude Giroux. Yeah. Yeah. Played for the Olympics as well. Yeah. I find it funny because uh, someone tried to tell me the other day that I look like Claude Giroux. And personally, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who it was, but I found it really funny. <laughs> oh, I see it for sure, dude. Oh, yeah. It was my friend Max. That's right. Yeah, it was Max. But yeah, uh, Max, if you're listening, I shout out to you because apparently you think I look like uh, like uh, Claude Giroux. I don't see we'll, it. We'll start a poll on Twitter, dude. We'll, we'll get the answers. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Earlier, I mentioned your story about the Senators, but what is your earliest Otter Senators memory? Yeah, so that that would probably go back to watching a Sens game with my dad. From what I remember, I think what really, um, my earliest memory, or what really got me into the Sens, it was the game that Alfie decked Darcy Tucker. I mentioned this on the New Era Sens podcast, but... Uh, it, it was that game. I think he threw a big hit and then he scored right after. And I just got so pumped from that dude as a kid. I think it goes with my dad too. Like my dad watching TV, he's, he's the type of guy who will scream at the refs through, through the TV, you know, acting like it'll do something. Um, but at home, our, we were super invested in these games, right? And that was a big moment because that's our leader. That's, that's our guy. And he goes out against the Leafs, our, our rivals, and throws a huge hit and then ends up scoring a goal right after. Um, that was incredible. And I, that's what really got me. I was like, you know what? I was I was fuming all, all night. <laughs> I was so pumped. And I think I, I got so into watching the Sens after that, um, basically because Alfie was my uh, childhood hero, I guess, my, my you know, guy I looked up to and wanted to be. And 
um, it wasn't hard to um, get into the sense. And that was for sure one of my earliest memories. And ever since then, you know, I, I, I've always stayed uh, in touch with the sense as well. Uh, that's an interesting memory. I, I remember you telling that story. Uh, now, another question is, uh, out of all the possible possibilities for captaincy, who do you think is most likely and why? Um, you know what? I'm a huge fan of Kachuk. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Kachuk. Um, I, I'd love to see him be the leader. I believe that's the 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 case. I think he he's really you know pushing um, for the sense to 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 pick him as the the captain. I, I'm still not sure. I don't know which route they'll take because obviously there's good options there with Kachuk and Shabbat and and you you could wait a bit with Stislev if that pans out or, or whatnot. I, I'm not sure, but I think right now it comes to two options and it's either Shabbat or Kachuk and these guys are the face of our franchise. Um, you you've seen it in the uh, when they did their promos with the new jerseys. They they really promoted those two guys right so i think you know and ian mendez on our podcast he, he made a real good point he said what about a co-captaincy and I, I never really thought about that but it's been done before obviously um and and you know what that would probably put a, a lot of the arguments out there to rest and i think that could work um but uh if, if i'm if i'm looking at it personally i, I would lean kachuk just because i i think he's more of an outgoing guy. I think he, he's more talkative and he's more out there and, you know, he just seems like a leader. Um, and, and, and Shabbat just looks a bit more reserved, but you, you, you don't know what goes on in the dressing room. So this is all speculation and you can guess all you want, but uh, my guess would be Kachuk and I, I wouldn't be upset with either though. See, that's a great opinion. I'll share my opinion really quick. I like, regardless of who you go with, between those two, you can't go wrong. Personally, I'm vibing for, uh, I'm rooting for Chabot as he's been on the team a little longer, and I like really like his lead by example mentality. I love Brady Kachuk and I love his personality and everything. He's a great player. I could see him wear the A, but I still I want to see uh, Chabot wear the wear the C. I think he can really uh, you, you can see he's a very calm and composed composed guy. He's emotional at times, which is great. You gotta have emotion, but you also be able to be able to control it. And I, I like that a lot about Chabot. I feel that Chabata, you can compare his leadership style a bit to Connor McDavid, where he's like, yeah, he'll tell tell you exactly how he how he feels, but like in a professional way, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and I think that's important to have, you know. We'll see. All right, who is your all time favorite senator, and who is your current favorite auto senator? So yeah, it it goes back to Alfie. I think for a lot of kids here, who who grew up watching the Sens. Um, there, there was no guy that matched Alfie and what they meant to the Sens in the city themselves, right? Um, Alfie has always been uh, the main guy. You look at the Sens, their best player in history, it, it's Alfie, no doubt. And um, I think that was an easy decision for me. It used to be Spezza, um, but um, no, man, uh, for the most part, it's always been Alfredson. And um, I, I love the fact that he, he was such a good mentor and he was you know, such a pro and he really made it easy for me to, to admire what kind of player he was. Like he was so underrated, but I think for a lot of sense fans, they all knew how much he meant to them. Right. And everybody has a story about Alfredson and what he means to them. Um, but um, I had no hard time picking him as my favorite player and he still goes down as one of the best for me. 
To Alfie is the elite. When you think of the auto senators, you think of Alfie first. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I love Alfredson. He's, he's the best player in franchise history. He's the longest serving captain in, in NHL in franchise history. And if I remember correctly, he is the 14th longest turner captain in NHL history. If I am correct. I might be wrong about that, but that's, if I remember correct, that's, that's what it was. He was captain for 14 years or something like yeah. that. And he was uh, the 14th longest turner captain at the time where I remember that stat. Oh yeah, very and, interesting. Uh, uh, for good reasons, he, yeah. he deserves to be up there on that list. Uh, but I, I forgot to to answer your other question. My my current favorite senator, um, I mean besides Stutzla, it would definitely be Shabbat. Um, I'm a huge fan of Wolanin as well. He hasn't really played um a full year, I guess. Um, I, I love his character, and I think yeah, I've heard a few interviews from him, and I I love the way he uh, projects himself as a as a guy, and I think as character goes in a room. I think that's very valuable. I, I love him, um, but in terms of skill, it's definitely Shabbat and all around it, it is Shabbat for sure. Yeah. Relan's a really great guy. I, I'm, not, I'm not too sure what, what his ceiling in the NHL is, but I definitely want to see him this year in the NHL. I think he has a mm-hmm. great shot at the lineup. Yeah. And um, I feel it's a great, great list there, honestly. Now my next question is of any single prospect to play opening night, and full-time NHL minutes this year, who would it be and why? I think that's, well, I mean, if you, it's that's just a hard like, answer. It, yeah. Stutzla is a, is a prospect, I guess. Right. So uh, he, he'd definitely be my, my top choice and I'd love to see him opening night and full-time in the NHL. I think that's what they hope for him to uh, do this season. I don't think Batherson is a rookie. I don't think he's a prospect anymore. Yeah, I think he's uh, still a rookie. I I, I could still consider him a prospect because he's not okay. full time. He yet. he did he did reach the the level of games to not be considered a rookie, but he's still ah. I guess uh, a prospect in, in yeah, terms he of. He hasn't reached full-time NHL minutes yet. So yeah. until he reaches full-time NHL minutes, he's still a prospect in my eyes. Yeah, exactly. In my eyes too, but in, in terms of league, he he isn't. But um, yeah, he would probably be my my next guy. I love the fact that he was drafted in the fourth round and he went out and proved himself and he had a fantastic I it was world the junior. Sixth round. Oh, no, it was the fourth. Let me take a look. I, 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 could, I always thought it was the sixth round. No. Let me take a look here. I, I might be completely wrong. Yeah, fourth round. Wow, I always thought it was sixth round. My bad. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> I, well, that just goes to prove though, uh, later pick like that, and he he went out and really impressed at the World Juniors. He had a fantastic tournament. If I'm not mistaken, he was the MVP, right? Yeah, um, I think so. I, so I mean, having a guy like that and the work ethic that he brings, and every off season he strives to be better. He works out with Sidney Crosby, and he he trains with Brad Marchand, right? And I think, you know, learning from those guys and being around those guys really pushes you to be better. And as a, as a, as a hockey player, um, you know, a lot of hockey players, they grew up and they think, oh, well, if I'm not one of the best, well, you know, I'm not going to make it or, or whatnot. But I, there's so many guys that, you know, go undrafted or go in those later rounds and still end up being a very good NHL player. So I think as a player like Batherson being drafted in the fourth round a bit later than most, and, you know, people not having huge expectations from him right off the bat, going out to prove himself just goes to show to a lot of kids out there. You can do anything you want. You you can really push yourself and you, you can get there if you put the work in and, you know, do what you can to, to get to that point. So I think um, 
I love that. And I, I love Batherson and I love that he works hard. And I, I really think, you know, he's an exciting prospect to watch. And I'd love to see him full time in the NHL this year. That's he really, uh, it's, a, it's a nice, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm very sold in Batherson too. I, a lot of people see him as a center, see him as a winger. I'm not too sure where I see him as that yet. Like, I think he's mm-hmm. definitely a capable center, but I, I think he projects more as a right winger, first right yeah. winger of the future. And I think that's it's uh, that's where he slots. And on that note, I want to thank you for so much for your time. It's nice to have you join the podcast. And I love to, I'd love to have you on future. Obviously, you are a new part time co host, and it's going <laughs> to be fun talking more sense with you, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. I'd love sure. to be back, and we'll, we'll keep talking all the time, right? You're, you're a producer on the exactly. on our podcast, so exactly. uh, no problem. You'll you'll come on ours, and uh, you know Again. we'll do the same <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let's let's do it, dude. Yeah, I have to correct myself. We're not talking more sense. We're talking some sense. <laughs> well said. I had to there. <laughs> yeah. yeah there uh, with that being said, you can follow me on Twitter at some sense. You can follow or at Jacob LaRiviere. You can follow Alex at Alex Longwa. And last but not least, you can follow Nick at underscore Dumlin. Sorry, at Dumlin underscore Nick. Awesome. That's all for this week's episode of Talking Some Sense. We'll see you next time. Go Sense Go.